there's there's a reason why triple doubles didn't come come around so easily for for a long time. So um, the the fact that you know, no, no, and they still don't. They yeah. still don't come around that easily. This is Queens of the Court. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast in partnership with the WNBA. And I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. And Court, and court is in session. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's get it. Let's get it. it. That was good. Court is is in session on a holiday. We love that. Our hours work different. Yeah. Than normal courts. Holiday. What is that? (laughs) Um, I am excited. I have. Okay. Listen. First of all, before we dive into WNBA and basketball and everything that's going on, like two quick seconds about football. Like I'm not. Okay. I'm not a football girl like that, but Prime and what Colorado did <laughs> on Saturday, I just got to tell you, I am a fan. I'm going to get my Colorado Buffs gear. Dion said, we coming. Nope, scratch that. We here. Like, <laughs> I, I, seriously, I really don't get into football like that. But I was so into it on Saturday for a lot of different reasons. But it was like such an amazing game. Mm-hmm. It, it is football season. And welcome welcome to the Pac-12 fandom um, yeah. of Colorado football. Yeah. Well, I, I, I brought that up because then I was going to talk about you. Tailgating on the sideline. I Ooh. saw you in your cute little outfit. I told you I don't do football. I don't do football, but I do outfits. Oh, and, and your that outfit. is the same for me. <laughs> <laughs> and your outfit, you were so cute. But tell, Thank tell you. the people, tell the people. Oh, yeah. So I'm the new host for Pac-12 Tailgate. So I'm going around to all the Pac-12 schools this football season and I'm interviewing tailgaters. And let me tell you, those fans are diehard. I was at Oregon this past week. They made me pancakes, some mimosa. Yes. They were playing games out there from since 6 a.m. The game didn't start till noon. Like, they are super fans. And I'm the same as you. Like, my dad played football yeah. at UC Davis. And so whenever I watch a football game, I'm just asking him a billion questions. But these people take football so serious. Like and die hard. So, yeah, it was – football season has officially started. But it's an overlapping of the WNBA being in striking distance. In the last season – where are the last week I should say of the season yeah. before a playoff start. And it's like this overlap of like all of the sports coming together <laughs> this weekend. And but it's um, exciting though, right? It's so exciting. This is the best time. Yeah. Regular season ends September 10th playoff starts September 13th. And it's going day by day. We still don't officially know what the order is of the seeds of the standings because every game counts we talked about last week how the aces the liberty connecticut sun have all clinched but new people since last week dallas and minnesota 
Can we talk about Minnesota for like a half of a second? Because <laughs> we talked about yeah. it a little bit ago. This here's the thing. The win over Phoenix was historic because it was Cheryl Reeves 300th career victory. But this is the second team in WNBA history to make the playoffs after starting the season with six or more consecutive losses. They are not supposed to be here. No. (laughs) So, you know what? So when you bring that up and you put it in that context, I want to go back to last week Mm -hmm. and and give Cheryl Reeve my coach of the year. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Tell me why. Because to your point, like, Nobody expected them to be here. Mm-hmm. Nobody did. And you just said it. To, to start the season off the way they did, it was like people can't people mark them off. I know you and I, in the very beginning, were like, oh, Minnesota's going to be at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? Yeah. Probably like a lot of other people. So to, to me, when you start, when you talk about coach of the year, I look at things like that. Yes, yeah, Stephanie White, I think, sh- should absolutely still be there. But uh, Latricia Trammell, I do. But when I look at what Cheryl has done with Minnesota, given the roster and the change, just everything, like that's mm-hmm. impressive. It's it's real easy for a coach to win games when he or she is loaded with talent, right, yeah. from top to bottom. Yeah. And it's it's not to say that they shouldn't be in the conversation, but to me it's more impressive when you have a coach who doesn't have all of those pieces and she still finds a way, he or she, they still find a way to get their team in the playoffs. And Cheryl has done that with Minnesota. It's so interesting because she's one coach of the year multiple times, but I think she's been more in the position of like, I have Maya Moore, Simone, like I have all these hall of famers on my team rather than the position that she's in right now. And I think that just goes to show the DNA that she is a part of, of how great of a coach she is, especially celebrating her 300th career victory was the one, you know, to kind of seal the deal, uh, to clinch them in. It is. It really is. I was going to say, you know, we're kind of teasing, you interviewed Alyssa Thomas. We're going to get to that later in the show. Excited. But I was going to say, even more after hearing that interview, I'm more for Stephanie White. <laughs> I'm like doubling down on my coach of the year prediction. And well, I'm not going to so, give anything away. But well, my thing is like, I, I, I agree with you because I, I still want to keep Steph there. But <laughs> Cheryl should get a mention. It's like the MVP race, you know? Yeah. Cheryl Cheryl should absolutely get a mention. On the other end, though, the Fever were eliminated from the playoffs for the seventh straight season. But are should they be hopeful for the future? Last year, 5-31. and 31. This year so far, 12-25. and 25. Just beat Dallas in an overtime win where both Melissa Smith and Kelsey Plum, Kelsey Plum, Kelsey Mitchell. <laughs> We're both Melissa Smith and Kelsey Mitchell scored 30 points each. First pair of Fever TV teammates to drop 30 plus in a game. Are you excited kind of going no into doubt. next year? If you're the Fever? No doubt. Yeah. I am. Yeah. But I, yeah, like, first of all, most teams, when they get to that point, like this part of the season where they know they're not going to make the playoffs, they just don't play. 
right? right. They're like, whatever. But and and my mindset, I would be just the opposite because I'd be like, I want to be a spoiler. Like, since we're not going to make it, I want to make sure you don't make it, right? But (laughs) even though Dallas was already in, but for them to come out and play the way they did and to beat Dallas and, like, really impressive numbers by Nalissa and Kelsey, the thing for me that excites me is that they're a young team. Mm-hmm. And like a big difference, their record from last year to this year. But when I look at the pieces they have, you know, we talked about Aaliyah Ali- Boston being rookie of the year. She's coming back. Nalissa Smith. Like, I think Nalissa Smith is a hella talent. Like, yeah, just watching her play in AU this past summer or this past season, I really became a fan and really appreciated her game. Kelsey Mitchell, love her. But all the other pieces that they have. I think their future is very bright. I will say this, and I think I said this on another podcast. I do think they need to go find a couple of vets. Yeah. You you, you need the NECA Gumakes on the team. And I'm just saying shout out because JC really showed NECA some love in her interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, but NECA is that vet that you need on your team. Like mm-hmm. she's going to play. She's going to play hard. She's going to be a leader. Players respect her. Players look up to her. And to me, that's what I think Indiana's missing to get them over the hump. They Mm -hmm. like, I don't think people can appreciate what it means to have real true vets on your squad. Even, even if those are vets who aren't playing as much, but having vets on your team makes a very big difference when it's, when you're trying to win games down the stretch and you're trying to make the playoffs, having a vet that's been there, done that could absolutely get the fever over the, over the top. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And they have to be they have to be proud of the progress. Even just I think I read in that the same Sports Illustrated article, it was just talking about um how the fever this was their third overtime game this season. They lost the other two, but this one they were able to grind it out and gut it out and that was because of the experience from the other two. So just think about next season. And maybe it won't happen next season, but the season after that, yeah. they are going we talked about it so many times. They're going to be scary in about 3 seasons, especially if they add those pieces. Um so yeah, they're eliminated for the 7th straight season, but the future's bright. If you're a Fever fan, you got the rookie of the year. Leah Boston started in every game. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Yeah. That's you're going to be okay. That doesn't, that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, um, they're the they're going to be good. The The rest of the standings, though, 6th, 7th, 8th, and even 9th. Chicago Sky is sitting at 9th, but they're not out yet. Um, it's the Dream at 6th. Washington Mystics at seventh, Sparks at eighth, and Sky at ninth. That is, I feel like, whoo, just a couple games in between that these last, this last week really matters. And the Sparks just beat the Mystics yesterday. And uh, that was really big playoff implications for the Sparks. But Washington. They just had a they just had a tough go. Um, in yesterday's game, Chrissy Tolliver suffered a non-contact right knee injury during that first quarter. This was only, I think, like her second game back or, or so from having um, plantar fasciitis, which sidelined her the most of the season. And it just seemed like the Mystics team was gutted. 
Like they were crying on the sideline. Mm. They were visibly upset because one, it's Chrissy Tolliver, who is a 14 year vet, has won a championship with the Mystics, has won a championship with the Sparks. She's doing this on the floor in LA. You mentioned NECA. She went over to the huddle too to make sure that Christy was okay. Yeah. You hate to see this, but especially for this Mystics team, which just seems like they couldn't ever have everyone healthy at the same time. Goodness. You know, when the season started, <clears throat> we, you and I both had picked the Mystics to be in the playoffs, to be up top, possibly win the whole thing. But there was a caveat of if they're healthy. And we we healthy. said if EDD is healthy, right? Mm-hmm. And Elena's been in and out, in and out. But never did we, probably like everyone else, factor in. And I know injuries are part of sport, but I mean, they have been hit by the injury bug. And it's like, not again, right? So yeah. I can understand being deflated from the players to the coaches to the fans. And you know what? Even even other players, to your point, NECA going over to make sure Christy's okay because they were teammates. But like when you see stuff like that, it just crushes you. And and not just because it's Christy, but to your point, you had EDD out, Ariel Atkins, Shakira Austin, Tasha mm-hmm. Cloud. Like, and, and then I think you said Queen Egbo after that, then Queen hurt her ankle. It's just one of those things where you you want to stop and ask yourself, like, is it something in the water? Or, right. Are, Come on, are, are we li- God. Clearly, clearly we're not living right or it's something that they just they just can't Man. seem to get over the injury bug. And to talk about Christy Tolliver, who has been such a phenomenal player in person in this league and has done so much for the Sparks, for the Mystics, like no one's saying this is her last season, but if it is, mm-hmm. like you just hate to see any player go down like that. And and I hope that the, you know, anytime it's a non-contact injury like that and in the yeah. knee, you, Oof. you know, you, you just hope for the best and mm-hmm. whatever it is, I, I hope she's okay. And I hope she comes back from this stronger than ever, but um, just breaks my heart. Like it breaks my heart for her. Cause Christy is another one of those vets, like a NECA that is such a great voice to have and such a great leader. And, and there's no doubt in my mind, whether she plays anymore or not, there's no doubt in my mind that she is going to be a already ha- already has, but a great contributor to, this league this league mm-hmm. or the nba yeah oh yeah um we're still waiting on the mri results we're recording this on monday so we'll see what what comes back but um i know head coach eric tebow is like it's it's not looking good um and then edd said after the game you know you try to rally for her but we were sick what she's been through with her foot, how much she's worked to get back and she's feeling good. She's talking about even next year and all those things to see something like that happen at this point in her career just sucks. She's a goat and she's such a great person. So it's brutal. So we are sending good vibes just to the mystics locker room. I think they still have a chance to make the playoffs. Like with all of this going on this season, they could still make the playoffs and like how cool would that be if they get a couple wins in the playoffs 
despite this season that yeah. they've had with injuries, you know? So if you get Shakira Austin back, if you get Ariel Atkins back, they could make some noise. Um, it just is really unfortunate that this had to go down like that. But yeah, just sending sucks. good vibes. Putting them sending out there. Good vibes. Yes. Put them out. Put them out. <laughs> sprinkle, sprinkle on some good vibes. Um, but the I mean, Cheryl, we're in the last stretch home stretch of this season i i feel like we say i'm excited every week but i truly am excited well i get more i get more and more excited every week more and more it's like okay let's go let's go let's go because oh. here's to me like playoffs it's just a different season and i and i know you got the liberty you got the aces everybody's talking about them but playoffs it's a different season it's zero zero what happened in Preseason, regular season doesn't matter because all it takes is for you to have a great game or get lucky. Luck, luck helps. Talent is great. Luck helps. Just get a little lucky on those days when you're playing those quote super teams. Mm -hmm. Telling you anything can happen. Anything could happen. When you think of those kind of middle teams like a Dallas, like a Minnesota, who is your kind of sneaky team that could maybe upset a higher seed if Dallas. you can make a prediction. Yeah. Dallas, no yeah. doubt. Here, and here, here's what here's why I say Dallas. Dallas has I mean they got talent, but Arike is a nightmare for anybody to guard. Right? And then the way Satu is playing right now, her size, her position, like she is just getting it done. Then you throw in Natasha Howard. You mm. have like their their bench players, but you got Tierra McGowan, who is phenomenal. Kalani Brown, I, like I just feel like they have the pieces that it takes to be able to match up with anybody and get it done in the playoffs. On top of all of that, I think they also have the confidence that they know they could be that team. Yes. Like yes, they they yes, know that yes. they can match up with anybody on any given day. And I think that's almost scarier than having yep. all of those pieces yep. and knowing like stat wise we match up, but having that confidence when they play the aces or when they play the Liberty to be like, come on, we we can run with y'all too. And yep. that is any top team's nightmare going into the playoffs. You hope that your record or the your intimidation factor works when it comes to the playoffs, but I don't think it's working against Dallas. Well, <laughs> even like when I when I look at like the aces with the matchup, like that's Dallas is a matchup problem for the aces. Yep. They already got them once. Yeah, I'm like, who guards Tierra McGowan? Because Asia has to guard Natasha Howard. And then I know Kia Stokes starts out on her. But when you go to the bench, who are you bringing in to guard her? Drugs. I, I don't know. That's you know? why Becky Hammond's getting paid the big bucks. She's okay. going to have to figure it out. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm All right. We'll see. We're doing our little happy dance. Yay. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, Cheryl interviewed Alyssa Thomas. Stick around.
Welcome back to Queens of the Court. I am so excited for you guys to listen to Cheryl's interview with MVP candidate Alyssa Thomas. Just a quick list of everything that she's done. Four-time WNBA All-Star, 10-year WNBA vet, all with the Connecticut Sun. And this Which interview, is impressive. Very impressive. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. AT is leading the league with 9.8 rebounds per game. She's second in assists per game with 7.8 and third in steals, averaging 1.8 per game. It's just insane. She's also averaging almost 16 points a game. It's ridiculous, Cheryl. And she also leads the league in triple doubles and double doubles. Sorry. I just had to put that out there. I mean, that's impressive to to me. Yeah, that's impressive to me. Impressive. Um, and you guys had a great conversation about it. You guys talked about all that and more. I'm so excited for you guys to listen. Here's that interview. Why well, you got a big old smile? I'm glad you're smiling. Yeah, what? like you got a lot to smile never, about. Yes, you do, and we never see you smile. But people I'm have been game me, like when I'm on the court, right? Exactly. All right, so we're we're gonna get into it. First of all, um. I told you this before we started recording. So Jordan, I say my partner in crime, my other half, she's traveling, so she can't be here for this interview. So you're stuck with me and I'm so super excited. So <laughs> me too. Alyssa Thomas, AT, you got any other nicknames? There's a lot. That you care uh, to share? No, no, we're good. Those are the ones I like. <laughs> so we're going to go with AT. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on here with us. And I am so excited for this interview. Um, I have a lot of questions. Jordan's in in questions. Our producer, Alex, has a few questions. So if there's something I don't ask that Uh you want to talk about it, feel free. This is a a safe, free zone. This is is all about AT today. So (laughs) that's why I'm super excited. Um, But before we get into the hoops part, I, I first of all, because if I don't do it, Dewana's gonna be so upset with me. So I just gotta say, congrats on the engagement. Thank you so much. Congrats. Thank you. Um, like, what was it? What was it when you were like, okay, today's the day. Now's the time. Um, I mean, I had been waiting for a while. Um, most people didn't know that, but she had a, a wrist surgery in the off season, so that kind of pushed things back. Plus the fact that she was telling me my hand's not ready, my hand's not ready. So that's um, important. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, and then when it came that we both made All Star, um, our families, of course, were were both there. So I just felt it was it was the perfect timing. That's awesome! Congratulations! Yeah. Thank and you. I think like y'all are such a beautiful couple. Thank you. But that leads me to some of my questions that I have. Okay. Okay. Right? Like, <laughs> Like, how is it? How is it playing? Because it's a different playing with your girlfriend slash teammate versus your fiance slash teammate. Um, no, it's still the same. I, she would say I, I get on her nerves. Um, you know, uh, we're both on competitors. The, on the court. Absolutely, yeah, we go at it all the time. You know, um, we're we're both competitors, so um, you know, I, I have to know when to to leave her alone, but. She, she definitely gets mad at me out there sometimes as she throws a, a fist as she walks by. <laughs> tell, tell her to come say hi. You can't just throw right. up a fist and not say hi. Right. Hi. Hi, Joanna. Hi, Joanna. 
She said, how are you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for saying hello. So, like, when you guys are playing, do you, like, do you motivate her? Does she motivate you? Y'all motivate each other? Uh, I think, I mean, we both want to win. Um, I think, like I said, we're, we're both super competitive and, um, you know, we, I think the competitor in us just, just fuels us and um, each and every night we go out there, we just want to win the game. And so that, that I'm glad you said that. Cause that leads me into like my first basketball question. So the beginning of the season, not many people, and I am so guilty I'm going to say myself and Jordan included, like, didn't talk about the Connecticut Sun much. It was all about, you know, the, quote, super teams, New York, uh, Vegas, and and even Washington. And nobody was really talking about the Connecticut Sun. Like, when you hear that and when you know that, like, what, what goes through your mind? Is it disrespect? Is it, you know? That's uh, funny to me. Um, you know, I, I think so many times we talk about all the things that, that we lose. And, um, you know, we, we have somebody that's top six in scoring. My, myself, we had Bree Jones, you know, all, all-star level players. And, um, you know, that, I think that got overlooked. And um, I, I love when, when it happens like that because um, when we come out and, and play the way that we do, then everyone is, is surprised that, that we're up in, in those standings. And so do you think when that happens, people are like, oh, yeah, I knew all along they were going to be good. I, I think people try to try to claim that. But, um, you know, we, we see the standings. We, we see what people think about us. And, um, yeah, we lost things. Yeah, we had a, a change in, in coaching staff. But um, our, our core is, is super talented. And, um, you know, I, I had no, no doubt we would be where we, we are in the standings. Well, and, and AT, I respect that just from like one – competitor to another but at the same time when you look at like the pieces y'all lost for a lot of people a coaching change it can be good but it also can be like oh my goodness we lost our coach how's that going to affect us so you lose your coach you lose your you lose your starting point guard and jazz you lose john quell um and then halfway through the season or not even halfway you lose brie right so when when that happens, I think at the beginning people are like, "Well, new coach, new system, lost two key players. How how was it that the team was able to adjust so quickly to the new system?" Um, I think that's that's the thing um, about Connecticut. You know, uh, you know, Dewana and I had this conversation because the change was was overwhelming for her. But um, I, I think when you play in a market like Connecticut, it, it's hard to keep players as as long as we did i mean we kept that team together for mm -hmm. for for seven years you know so um the fact that you know i've been here through change so um you know it, it wasn't overwhelming to me and i i understand how how that looks but um at the same time you know with the the pieces that we do have um you know i have so much faith in in, in what we had that i i knew there wasn't going to be any letdown and um yeah i i, I get what people were thinking but um, that there was no surprise to me that we were going to be where we were. And how is it playing for Steph? I, I'm before you answer that, let me say this. Cause I am a proponent of hiring former players, whether that's yes. a head coach, assistant coach, because I think there are things that a former player can teach you and show you that 
another type of coach can't. And that's no disrespect to any other coach, but as a player, as a coach who was a former player, you've been there, done that. Is it is it different playing for her than it was playing for Kurt? Oh, yeah, it's it's night and day. Um, you know, uh, somebody How? like you said, uh, it's completely different temperament, personality, offense. Um, you know, just the fact that she's a female that that's been through what we've done. You know, to play in this league, like she understands the the grind in the WNBA, the overseas part of it. So, um, you know, and, and just the way that she she came in and you know um, just implemented what she wanted. For me, I, I say this. I've said it several times in my interviews that. Um, you know, it was a, a very refreshing change for me to to be a part of. Um, you know, it, it had been a while since I've had this much fun playing in Connecticut, and um, I've just really enjoyed this season um, more than than I have in, in the past. Wow, that's saying that's that's saying a lot. What you've yeah. been with Connecticut ten years? Ten years, ten years. Yes, yeah. I want to ask the question because you're gonna. I know what you're gonna say. I know. So have you ever? I am gonna ask. Like, have you? Has there ever been a point where you were like, because you guys have been there, right? Like, you've been so close, mm-hmm. and you can't get over the hump. Has there ever been a part of you that's been like, you know what? It's time for me to go find somewhere else to play because it's not gonna happen here. Yeah, honestly, after last season, um, you know, I, I went from playing in the finals to the next day being on a plane to Australia to play in worlds and, um, you know, I was super overwhelmed. Um, didn't get to, to process the, the loss in finals, which, you know, it was tough to, to make it that far. And, um, you know, I, I just felt like I, I was stuck in a cycle of, of doing the same thing over and over again for, for seven years. And um, I, I definitely, I definitely was, was thinking about it. And then of course, you know, we had coaching changes and, and changes like that. So um, yeah, I, I felt that I owed it a, another year to, to see how, how it was going to be. Wow. Yeah. What what has in that coaching change and everything, what has been the toughest challenge for you? Um, I mean, we have a lot of, you know, first time uh, WNBA coaches in, in our assistant coaches. So um, at, at times it's, you know, teaching them as well and, mm-hmm. and bringing them along and, you know, um, showing them like, you know, what it, the different things about teams and um, just, you know, the ins and outs of things that you you pick up o- over the years. But um, for me, it's, it's just, it's been a lot of fun. Like I said, um, it's been extremely refreshing and um, I love our offense. I, I love the energy that they, they bring and um, Yeah. I, I love this, this team that we have right now. Well, you guys look like you have a lot of fun playing with each other. So, but let's 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 talk about AT a little bit. Oh, my favorite topic. Like, well, <laughs> these are going to be good. I hope. Yeah. And because your your play, like your style, is is very different from yeah. any other player in the league today. And to be honest with you, maybe ever, right? And and that's not a bad thing. So in in knowing that. Was there someone you looked up to growing up that you like patterned your game after or even just saw something in a player and you were like, I like this, I like that, I could do this, I could do that? Yeah, um, I mean, since a young age, so my mom coached me uh, pretty much all the way up to through high, to high school. And, um, you know, she always taught me to, to play every position and to, you know, share the ball. Um, of course, growing up, 
when you're younger, you know, not everybody's into basketball. You're not playing with the, the best players. But she always taught me, you know, if they're open, you, you have to pass it to them. I don't I don't care if they're going to probably miss the shot. If they're open, you, you pass. And, <laughs> you know, you know, and I, I think that's that, that was something at first I was like, you know, I, I didn't understand it. But, you know, she told me to do it. So, you know, I, I did it. And um, as I, I grew and started to watch basketball more, uh, I loved watching Steve Nash, Mono Ginobili. Um, I, I loved watching LeBron and, and now Giannis. Um, you know, I just love players that are, are versatile, hard nosed and, and do the dirty work. So because there wasn't a WNBA, right, growing yeah. up, mm-hmm. but as the league grew and you watched, was there a player that you looked at and patterned your game after a little? Or at least, you know what, not even patterned your game after, but wanted to do some of the things that that player did in her game? Um, I, I think I, I love the, the energy that Tamika Catchings brought. You know, um, I, I love the fact that she played hard on, on both ends. Um, you know, not, I, I don't think so much offensively or defensively. I just love the fact that, you know, she didn't take plays off. And I think that's one thing for me is I don't like to take plays off. You know, I, I want to play with the same energy and effort that I start the game with. And I want to finish like that. And I felt that's how catch was. That's not a bad one. I, yeah. I, I would take that. I would take that. <laughs> All right. Listen, so we're going to get into it. OK, people people ask me and I've given them my thoughts and opinions. So now it's my time to ask you. OK. We're going to get into the MVP conversation. But before I do that, who is AT? Tell tell the people who AT is on the court. Who's AT off the court? On the court? Uh, I mean, I would say I have a alter ego. When I'm on the court, I'm super intense, um, you know, talking, emotional, um, really, really into the game. And off the court, I'm, I'm real laid back, chill, just go with the flow. Um, you know, just when I have an off day, I'm chilling, watching some movies, sitting outside, relaxing on the beach. But it's not too much to me, really. Does your does your alter ego have a name? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I, I I think people will probably describe it as the Hulk. It, it's like a, a flip of the switch type thing for me. So I'm glad you said that. Like when <laughs> I watch, no, because when I watch you play, you're like your your demeanor is very different from when you're not playing. And I understand that as an athlete, but I think mm-hmm. for an average fan who watches a game or doesn't really truly understand the competitiveness of it, yeah. they may they may look at you and say, gosh, she's so mean. She's so mm-hmm. dirty. Because you've been labeled as a dirty player at times. Yeah. You she, agree or disagree? Crazy. Which is, I, which is I crazy. Yeah, I don't I'm, think you're it, there. There's a difference between dirty. I'm, I'm not out there punching people in their stomach and and doing plays. Everything I do is is legal basketball stuff. But you know, people people like to talk. So do do you think? Listen, let, let's just go right into it. <laughs> well, no, when you hear the MVP talk, right? It's you hear Stewie Asia. And rightfully so. Whether you know this or not, I am a big AT fan. 
Okay, so I, I have to make sure I put AT in that conversation, but rightfully so, because your body of work, not just this year, even last year, but let's just focus on this year. Your mm -hmm. body of work alone should absolutely have you in that conversation. And I think it's starting to pick up. But when you hear the MVP talk, the MVP conversation, and your name is not being brought up as much as it should be, how, how does that make you feel? Um, you know, I'm, I'm always that type of person that, that's continue to do my job no matter what. But at the same time, I, I think it depends on what your, your definition of, of MVP is. You know, um, I think right now we're, we're in an era mm -hmm. of basketball where people are so impressed by, by the number of points that you, you can put on the board. But um, there's, there's a reason why triple doubles didn't come come around so easily for, for a long time. So um, the, the fact that, you know, no, no, and they still don't. They yeah. still don't come around that easily. Definitely, definitely not. And um, I, I think people don't realize what it takes to to get one of those uh, on a nightly basis. And the fact that almost every night I'm 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 close to having one. Um, yeah, I, I don't think people understand what what it takes to to have that kind of stat line. Well, so I'm glad you brought up triple double because that was one of my questions I had. You're you're almost averaging a triple double AT like that is bananas, like unheard of. It just mm -hmm. doesn't happen. And you you make it look so easy. Like, how is that? I, I was fortunate enough to have a couple in my career, but you have five in a season. Mm -hmm. the, I think you broke the double double record. Yes. Yes. And there's so many things that impress me with what you're doing and how you're doing it. But like, how how is it that you make it look so effortless? You're uh, I mean, almost I, averaging a triple double, right? Let and, me repeat and, that. And I think people forget, you know, the NBA. It's it's everyone sees, seems it's so simple in there, but you know, they have eight more minutes than we do. So imagine if we had eight more mm -hmm. minutes to, to our game, you know. Um, but for me, you know, uh, I, I think the biggest thing is just my, my IQ and the offense that Steph brought in uh, allows me to read the game in, in the way that I, I read it. And um, each and every night, you know, I have the ball in my hands a, a lot, but um, it's just about directing traffic and, and just making the right pass to the open teammate and, and not forcing anything. And, um, you know, I, I pride myself on being an all-around player and um, that's that's how I, I go out each and every every night is to go out there and impact the game as, as much as I can. And and you do that in every aspect of the game, offensively, defensively. It's crazy to me when I think about and, and I said this on on our podcast with Jordan. <laughs> First of all, I think you're you're undersized at your quote air quote position. Right. I'm playing the five this but year yeah. as well. I'm playing the center now. Well, well, you play you play one through five. My opinion, <laughs> yes, you play one through five. So absolutely. having to play the five since Bree went down, you're playing the five. You're having to get more rebounds. You're having to defend the other team's bigger player, and you still manage to have it such a huge impact both offensively and defensively. It just is crazy to me. And so what what I brought up is. The numbers themselves, they speak for themselves. The the assists, the steals, the scoring, the the rebounding, 
the triple doubles, the double doubles, like all that speaks for itself. But to me, and maybe it's because it didn't happen to me. I don't know. You're correct me if I'm wrong, but you're doing all these things on two torn labrums. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. I've changed. I had to change. I used to be a left-handed shooter and I changed a few years back to, to shooting right-handed and, um, you know, just finding a, a style to where I could get it up at the rim. It, it might not be pretty, but I definitely know how, how to get it there and, and get it to go in the hoop. At it's not pretty. <laughs> not at all. You said you said you said it might not be. So I'm like, no, <laughs> it ain't that. It ain't that cute. But it it's worked a lot for me of though. Things about basketball that ain't cute. How about that? That's, that's it. It worked for me though. <laughs> no, it does. But I just I, I sit here and and I like to think that I know a little bit about the game and watching the game and and just just competition because I just enjoy watching good basketball. And so when you said it depends on what MVP means to you. I totally agree. For most people, when they look at it and they think it's the MVP should come from the first place team or the second place team, or it should be a player who is putting up 30, 40 points a night, that's their MVP. Now, I will say this because I'm, I'm a big Asia fan. I'm a Stewie fan. I think they absolutely deserve to be in that conversation. The part that frustrates me and annoys me is when you're not in that same conversation. I don't know how you can have the type of season you're having, putting up the numbers you're putting up, going through so many changes, a new coach, losing key players, middle of the season, losing Bree, and you guys are still there. So in this very moment, why is Alyssa Thomas the MVP? I mean, like you said, um, I think about the start of the season and, and how everybody talked about everything that we lost. And, and, and now we talk about two super teams and, and all the all-stars that, that they have. And you, you look at Connecticut and, and people are, are, are still counting us out. But mm-hmm. we, we have 24 wins on the, on the season. And we're, we're playing some of our, our best basketball right now. And it's, it's not just because, you know, we're getting lucky or, you know, teams, teams aren't good, but um, yeah, I, I just think we're, we, we have great players and, and it's working for us. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm giving it everything I have. I'm, I'm playing 40 minute games pretty much every single night. So yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm putting in the work. So, I mean, I, I think this is the most it's it's ever been talked about. Um, I appreciate that that people are are, are seeing what I'm doing and and, and talking about it. And um, you know, it doesn't change anything for me. I just continue to go out there this, the same way each and every night and and play hard and, and and try to get a win with my team. We're going to take a quick break. More with At after this. So I, I just have a couple more questions for you because people ask me this. Do, do you think you're not in that conversation as much because of the market you're playing in, the market smaller than New York, Vegas? Also, and I don't know, I also think a lot of it has to do with like fan interaction on social media, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like Stewie is very active. Asia's is very active. I don't even know if you're on social media. Are you on social media? I'm on social media, um, but I'm, I'm not that type of person that's on there posting all, all the time. You know, I, I just, 
yeah, that that that's nice, and, and I guess that's the era that we're in that everyone's on social uh-huh. media and, and posting about your life. But at the end of the day, we're, we're here to play basketball, and and, and that's what I'm doing. Um, I, I don't think that should have any factor uh, to you know whether or not that I should be in MVP talks or or, or not. Um, I, I think that's the point of having media and and people covering the the stories and and, and things like that. Um, we have to understand basketball and, and, and know that this is, I mean, we've never seen this happen in the history of this league. What the kind of stat Ever. line that, that I'm putting up, we, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. And, and if, if we think that this is just something that's just happening out the blue, um, yeah, I, I think we should challenge more of the people in the media to, to know that this is, this is un, unheard of, you know, and, and it's, it's easy to talk about, scoring i mean people people score all the time but yeah we 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 haven't seen anything like this before well i know people are like you don't have to toot your own horn and you shouldn't but i needed to give you that space to do that i i i appreciate what you bring night in and night out being undersized to i try to point out things that i don't think the average I'm not media. I don't look at myself as media, but the average fan or media person doesn't see and and can't respect um, because you're absolutely right. What you're doing night in and night out, what you're bringing to this game has never been done. And to me, there's something to be said about that. So last question or next to my last question, what is it going to take? for the Connecticut Sun to finally get over that hump and bring home a championship this year? Um, you know, I've, I've been talking to, to Dewana a lot, a lot about this, you know. Um, it's at, at first, it's all season long, I've been trying to get her to, to see the my vision with it all. You know, I, I know that at times, you know, I'm, I'm an optimist, I'm optimistic about things, um, you know, and it doesn't matter who who I'm playing with, or you know, I, I believe in everybody that I'm playing with, and um, you know, even Dewana's having a, a crazy season that I don't feel like is 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 talked about. It hasn't been talked about enough a, a, as well, and um, you know, we go out there and, and do what we need to do each and every night, and it's just about you know making sure our teammates are, are confident in, in taking the the open shots and and doing what we need to do, and um, I, I think we showed the other night against New York. And what this team was about, and unfortunately, we we didn't finish the game like we were supposed to. But um, just playing in that playoff atmosphere and, and and having your teammates feel excited and and know that you know this is this is our quote unquote super team that you know we were up twenty points on, um, and going into yeah. playoffs playing playing with that that confidence and that swagger and energy is what we're gonna need each and every night and. Um, right now, we got to finish the season strong and continue to to build on, on what we started. And when playoff come time comes, uh, we got to be at, at our best basketball each and every night. Well, AT, listen, I appreciate you for joining. Um, thank you just for giving us a little insight to who you are, what you bring. Um, good luck. Stay healthy. Good luck in the playoffs. And my last question is there a wedding date? Not at all. Oh my goodness. So many people have asked, <laughs> but there's so much stuff going on right now that we haven't even gotten that far yet. So definitely not, not yet. 
Okay, don't lose my invite. I need my invite in the mail. I definitely will not. I will say though, I do appreciate everything that you you've been doing with keeping my name in the conversation. Um, it means a lot. I definitely watched you growing up and and, and loved how you played the game and um, to have greats like like you and Teaspoon to to fight for me. Um, it, it truly means a lot for me. Hmm, you're welcome. Listen, I <laughs> call it like I see it. I just call it like I see it. Keep doing yes. what you're doing and uh, good luck. Tell tell Dewana to kiss those babies for me. I will definitely. <laughs> I definitely okay. will tell her. <laughs> All right. Thank you, AT. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That was so good. Oh, wow. I I had such a great time um, just talking to her and, you know, giving her, honestly, giving her space to just introduce herself to those who may not know her. And mm -hmm. God, there were so many great things she said and listening to her. And I was like, right on point. You know, I, I love the thing she said about she's here to play basketball right mm -hmm. and and she's not gonna live her life out on social media she's here to play basketball not impress people on social media and all of that and like i can appreciate that and i if if that's the criteria and if people decide well we're not voting for you because we don't know that part of you then shame on them because you should mm -hmm. be voting for mvp based off of accolades and talent and what she's done, not just for herself, but for her team. And, you know, I just want to keep her in that conversation because I think she absolutely deserves it. And um, AT, I, I just, I gained so much more respect for her than I already had just doing the interview with her, but so many great nuggets. And I don't mm -hmm. know, I was excited to hear her talk about Stephanie White and the difference yes. between her and Kurt. And, you know, when they lost play players and her saying, listen, talking to Dewana and, you know, playing with her fiance. It was just good. It was so good. It was good. so good. So yeah. many pieces were a part of that. And I, I didn't know that she thought about leaving the Connecticut Sun after last that year part. with with all those changes. And she, I don't think any of us would have been like, what? What are you doing? There were yeah. so many changes. And she had been there for all of her career. So that was a great question by you because – I think everybody has that thought, especially when you're the the franchise player. For sure. You're like, all right, is it my time to go too? Because everybody else is leaving me. Um, but she stayed and then she talked about how um, Kurt Miller and Stephanie White are night and day in their coaching mm -hmm. styles. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. why I hinted at earlier in the show, it doubled down for me for coach of the year for Stephanie White because she came in and she earned the trust of the team's star player and you put her in even somehow better positions for her to show off what Alyssa Thomas can do. And that's a part of the coaching. She was putting no offensive no sets in that says, you know what? We're going to make Alyssa Thomas a passer. You know, you get the rebound, you push the break, like things like that, that are part of their system now that I think allows AT to shine a little bit. Yeah. And it was cool to have her kind of say that. And, and um, I would be curious if she had those, those same reactions at the start of the season. Like as soon as Stephanie White got the call, if she was like, 
yeah, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Or now Mm -hmm. that it's kind of played out and they're still sitting at number three, she's like, yeah, this actually worked out. I'm really glad I stayed. I'm glad Stephanie White's my coach. It was great. 10 out of 10. Aw, thanks. You know, the last thing I want to add, because there's so much, we could continue to talk about this, but, you know, when I talked to her about like how she makes having, getting a triple-double look easy, because she does, Mm -hmm. like she's almost averaging a triple-double. But what I really appreciated when we started talking about, you know, when I was like, why, why is AT the MVP? And when she started talking about basically because of my my body of work, like what I do, most people look at at the stat sheet and they just see points, right? And so in their yeah. mind, well, she or she or she should be MVP because of the, the, the points, what they're scoring, what they're averaging. And in her case, she's like, but I'm doing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Like, what did you say? Leading the league in rebounds. She is second in assists. Second. Se- Jordan, second at her <laughs> know, position. It's wild. it's wild. Like third in steals. I, I just, I don't know. I really enjoyed the interview. At, thank you, thank you, thank you for giving us some time, and um, we gonna be watching. Yeah, I love that she gave you um your flowers too for keeping her in the conversation. Mm. I think that was that was really nice because. Yeah, we are we are talking about it and we gave her that space to talk about it here on the podcast and it was a great interview. I hope listeners you enjoyed that interview just as much as I did listening back to it. Thank you AT for coming on Queens of the Court. Um I loved it. And we love to hear your questions too. Feedback, listener emails, how did you respond to listening to AT's interview? Email us at queensofthecourt at odyssey.com. Please continue to follow, rate, review the show. It's available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and as always, you can find me and Jordan on social media. I'm at airswoops22, and Jordan is at hey, Jordaner. <laughs> You know, I got to switch it up. I can't keep it the same. Okay, that cabbage bag, my back cracked. That's how old I am. My back just cracked trying to do the cabbage bag. Yikes. Oh, my God. is an Odyssey original created in partnership with the WNBA. The show is produced by Alex Ozzie. The executive producer is Lena Moss-Glazer. Social media assistance from Isabella Apple. Imaging from T-Storm Battle. And wait, we can't, we can't, we can't adjourn court yet. Why? I, was I forgot. Ready. I, forgot, I know I'm ready to, but I forgot to give somebody a shout out, and I got to do Ooh, it. It okay. ain't basketball, but let's go, Coco Golf. Oh yes, girl. I'm sorry. Girl, I'm sorry. Tennis. I'm sorry. There's yes. USO, <laughs> US Open. College football started. Oh my God. WNBA is about to get in the playoffs. It is yeah. the sports mania right now. Yeah, Coco. Let's do it. Now. <laughs> now we can adjourn court. Now. <laughs> court. Court. Is adjourned. Is adjourned. <laughs> oh, that was a bad one. There we go. <laughs>